this one would be a thousand square feet bigger than currently the biggest Bucky's in the nation. Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina is consistently named one of the fastest growing areas in the country and one of the best areas for families. We cover everything real estate, recreation, restaurants, and just what makes Raleigh, Durham a great place to live. This is the RDU Buzz podcast. All right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a- another Thursday evening uh, live on YouTube. If you are joining, make sure to put in the comments where you're joining from. Uh, we like to have folks do that just one for curiosity's sake. It's it's really fascinating to see where folks are joining from. Also, it's going to help us as we uh, grow this out to um, to see where folks are joining from so we can curate content that is um, applicable to you. Um, before we get started tonight, I know that uh, Next Level, uh, who joins in um, most evenings, he had asked a question last week. Um, I saw it as I was as I was logging off, but he had asked, "Is it a good time to build?" <clears throat> and I wanted to address that tonight because, obviously, as I was clicking in stream, I saw the question pop up, but. I thought this question was really good, and I think it's a, a, a one that is worthy of discussion. So, what I tell folks is, if you are if you're building um, <clears throat> on a lot with a custom home builder, depending on your budget, that may or may not make a lot of sense. Um, th those homes are going to tend to be significantly more expensive than other homes. But if you're building with a builder, um, who already owns the land and you're picking the floor plan and um, the finishes and all that kind of stuff, um, that's going to be a much more affordable option and uh, honestly a really good option in this market. So hopefully that answers your question next level. If not, just feel free to chime in um, whenever. But um, but yeah, if you're just joining now, make sure to put in the comments where you're joining from. Uh, we are going to be talking <clears throat> about... HOAs tonight, at least at least here at the beginning. So I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about this. Most people have very mixed feelings about HOAs. Um, so most people are either going to be completely against them or completely for them. And we run into folks on both sides of the spectrum. I'm one of the few people who um, doesn't really care either way. We've lived in HOAs. We've lived in neighborhoods that do not have HOAs. They have their their benefits and their um, their cons along with it. But I wanted to talk about them for two reasons. One, we have folks who reach out and they say they do not want to be in a neighborhood with an HOA. And I wanted to talk a little bit about how common HOAs are in our area and use some data to talk about that. So we'll talk about that here in a minute. But I also wanted to use the time. I saw an article <clears throat> this week. It was in the Triangle Business Journal. And it was about how states are beginning to crack down on HOAs and their power. And I'm curious. I would love to hear from y'all what y'all think about HOAs. If you like them, if you hate them, if you um, think they have too much power. And so this article is really fascinating. And it uses a couple states as examples for <clears throat> essentially what they're doing to crack down. And North Carolina is one of these. Um, and we'll get to North Carolina in a minute. But, you know, Florida just passed recent legislation essentially designed to boost oversight 
of HOAs, homeowner associations. Michigan is considering uh, legislation that would essentially prevent an HOA from having the authority to um, prevent you from installing solar panels on your house or something along those lines. But because <clears throat> H- HOAs have some pretty significant power in, um, at least in North Carolina, it sounds like in other states as well. And I'm going to share this graph with y'all because I found it. I found it really interesting. Um, they listed out where HOAs dominate in the country. North Carolina actually does not have anything on this list. So these are the counties where HOAs dominate. I mean, Charlotte County in Florida, 87% of homes are in HOA. That is unbelievable. The only state that's in the Carolinas is you have uh, you have Beaufort, South Carolina that's that's on there. So a little quick tip, if you're not from North Carolina or from South Carolina, so you have Beaufort, South Carolina, and then you have Beauford, North Carolina, same spelling, same word, completely different pronunciation. So Beaufort, South Carolina, Beaufort, North Carolina, really odd, but um, yeah, so that's the only one from the Carolinas that made the list. Um, But in general, HOAs have a significant amount of power. And in North Carolina, I'll pull up this article here so you can So you can see this, but essentially the law, the current law in North Carolina is if you are, if you are owing any amount of money for 30 days, if you're 30 days past due North Carolina, under North Carolina law, an HOA can put a lien on your house, any amount of money for 30 days. After 90 days, a lot of people don't know this, but after 90 days, the HOA can start a foreclosure process on your home. And they use some, they use some horror stories in here, honestly. Ms. Tenacious said, said, hey, from California, I'm an HOA and like the community's well landscape, but sometimes they're more reactive than proactive when it comes to people not following the rules. Yeah. I think, you know, what, what I always, honestly, what I always tell people is your HOA experience is going to be based on who is leading that HOA, who's on the HOA board. Sometimes when folks are really worried about an HOA, my encouragement is join the board, you know, because then then you have then you have a say about how the HOA handles things. Um, and you can be a part of the process of essentially reforming the HOA board. Um, <clears throat> but after 90 days here in North Carolina, an HOA can begin to foreclose on your home if you have outstanding dues. Um, and, and they, they threw out some, some horror stories in here. There was one, um, I think the, I think the representative, um, she's one of the bill's sponsors, but I think she's actually, um, from Cary or at least represents the, the Cary region. And the horror stories were, and we actually have our own personal horror story, which I'll get to in a second, but the, um, there was a landlord who was renting out two homes and the, the HOA mailed the foreclosure letter to that house, warning them of, of foreclosure. The renters did not forward that letter to the owner. The owner had no idea this was going on, and they lost their house both times, twice. And so, I mean, that's, that, that's like an extreme example of this. But, you know, Cindy and I, when um, – well, I shouldn't say Cindy and I really just – Cindy, this was before we got married. She had bought a a townhome, and um, 
yeah, Miss Snake, it was, it was, it's crazy. It's crazy that that happened. But I mean, that's a, that's a, according to this, you know, state representative, that was, that was a, 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 a true story of one of her constituents. But what happened, what happened with Cindy and I, you know, when you, when you buy a house, there's typically a, a period where the buyer prepays a portion of your HOA payment. And so it's handled at closing. That money is sent to the HOA and the HOA is then, you know, you're, you're typically it's like a quarter of the year, three month period, whatever. Um, so Cindy did that. And after <clears throat> a certain period of time, the HOA reached out and said, hey, you're delinquent for these these fees. So Cindy called to get an idea of what was going on, what would have caused that. And on the phone, she was told, hey, it's an error in our system. It's not a big deal. Uh, we'll get it fixed on our side. You're fine. Everything's paid to date. Well, a month later, she gets a letter in the mail saying her home, the HOA is going to begin the foreclosure process, foreclosing process on her property. And so at that point, we sent an email to the president of the property management company, um, just contacted him directly and said, hey, listen, this needs to this needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed ASAP. And so they got involved and 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 fixed the issue. But I mean, that's just a, that that's just an example of a horror story with HOAs. I tend to, for the most part, outside of this story, I tend to enjoy HOAs for the most part. I like I like the fact that there are um, typically there's amenities in neighborhoods that have HOAs. Um, good HOAs tend to provide things to the community. Um, the neighborhood we live in currently, you know, they, they they put on they put on a ton of activities, you know, and 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 it just provides a really nice lifestyle. But those horror stories do exist, and a lot of that comes from the power that those homeowners associations have. So, a couple of the laws that are proposed in North Carolina. So some of these bills that are proposed, one would completely revoke an HOA's power to foreclose on a property completely, which I think is actually, I mean, that to me, that sounds very reasonable. Um, the fact that HOA would have that kind of authority. I do, you know, HOAs need to have some, they need to have teeth to a degree. Um, but to foreclose on your home is pretty, is pretty extreme. Um, another proposed bill would create a division within the attorney general's office to essentially oversee these associations to make sure everything was staying in line and to help handle disputes between associations and homeowners, um, which probably wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad idea either. But all in all, you know, there there is a pretty large movement right now, it seems, not just in North Carolina, but nationwide to begin to kind of push back on some of the power that these homeowners associations have. And it'll be really interesting to see what takes place with that. So on to the second part of this, which is how easy is it to avoid an HOA in Raleigh <clears throat> or Durham or or Chapel Hill and the triangle in general. So I'm going to answer that question in two ways. So when I pulled up the the MLS and I was doing a little bit, a little bit of research. And <clears throat> what I came to find is, is, is that essentially every home that has sold in the last year. So this year, I should say, um, any home that was pending, any home that was active, 
55% of those homes were a part of an HOA. So I don't think that number is super accurate for the reason. And here's why the MLS pulls in a significant amount of areas around the triangle that honestly, Cindy and I don't even do business in because they're so far away. Places like Smithfield or um, Sanford or um, Fayetteville, you know, just locations that are so far outside of the triangle region that our MLS pulls in. I think it kind of skews the data. So what I did is I kind of tightened the radius on this. So I looked at Wake County, which is where uh, Wake Forest, Raleigh, Cary, Apex, Holly Springs, um, all those towns and cities are located within Wake County. I looked at Durham County, which is where obviously Durham is, and um, a little part of Chapel Hill and a little part of Hillsboro is in Durham County. Um, and then I looked at Orange County, which is where Chapel Hill is and Hillsboro. And not that there aren't other counties that are a part of the triangle. Johnston County, Clayton's part of Johnston County. That's a huge part of the triangle. A lot of Fuquay is in Harnett County. A good portion of Chapel Hill is in um, Chatham County. Pittsburgh's in Chatham County. So not that those counties don't matter, but when most people call us moving into the area, Wake County, Durham County, Orange County kind of dominate those conversations. So when I pulled those three main counties and I looked at the percentage of um, homes that were in HOAs, it was significantly higher. So it was 70% of homes in Wake County, Durham County, Orange County that have sold in the last, um, since January 1st are in homeowners association. So that's a, that's a big number. And so when you're looking, when you're looking in this area and you're looking at not moving into an HOA, not wanting to move into an HOA, maybe it's a non-negotiable, you're essentially removing in our area about 70% of your options. Um, and one thing to keep in mind too, even without an HOA, you know, you're, there's a decent chance your neighborhood has some kind of restrictions put on some kind of covenants that existed from the very beginning when that's when that subdivision was founded um, those would be found with the county at the register of deeds office the enforcer of those would essentially be the county at that point because you don't have an hoa enforcing those covenants um, but they would still exist and so even in the absence of an hoa there are certain restrictions that some neighborhoods are held to um, but Ms. Tenacious said, seems like, seems like a lot of builders are moving towards HOAs has pros and cons for sure. Yeah. And that's, and that's very true. I, I mean, honestly, the newer, the newer the house, the more likely there is an HOA. So when we tend to not see HOAs here is when the house is older um, <clears throat> or maybe it's on, um, you know, they, they, they designate them in the MLS is not in a subdivision. So like a house that's on like, you know, kind of a back country road that's, you know, maybe 100, 100 feet off the road or so. Um, like those types of homes are obviously not um, in HOAs. But um, but that's a really good point. They actually had a statistic about that. Um, let me see if I can find it. It was in the Triangle Biz Journal. I think it was 84. 84. Yeah, here it is. In the United States, the number of newly built single-family homes sold in 2022, so last year, that were part of HOA, 
reached 84%. So 84% of homes built in the country last year were in an HOA. Um, and that's really, that's really not surprising. The, the, the only homes that we typically, that are new construction that we typically don't see in HOAs are, you know, custom luxury homes that are built in neighborhoods that have, um, you know, they might have restricted covenants, but maybe there's not an HOA that comes with that. Um, so yeah, HOAs are, HOAs are the norm, honestly, in, in our area, not as crazy as what some of this article had shown as far as the percentages go, but Wake County, Durham County, Orange County, 70%. I mean, that's a, that's a high, that's a high number. Um, so anyway, hopefully, um, I, I think the best case scenario in all this, I mean, I do think, you know, HOAs have a lot, a lot of power in our area. Um, and some of that being dialed back probably is not a bad, a bad thing. So we'd love to know y'all's thoughts about that. I know Miss Tenacious, you've given some thoughts about it. Um, just y'all's thoughts on HOAs. And if, if you think they have too much, too much power, because what they have now, it looks like will be, will be changing in the future. So all right, next story. <clears throat> so a Raising Canes, never been to one, heard amazing things about it. It's a, uh, it's a, it's like a chicken tender restaurant. It's kind of like, looks like Chick-fil-A almost, but uh, Raising Canes opened in uh, Chapel Hill this week. So I think it was on the 7th, which was Tuesday, opened on Franklin Street, Um it's, I think it's the third Raising Canes here in North Carolina. There's one in Greenville, um, which is to the east of our area. Um, and then there's one um, on uh, Camp Lejeune, looks like Camp Lejeune's base, which is a, a, a marine installation on the eastern side near like Emerald Isle area um, at the coast of, of North Carolina. But <clears throat> the uh, this is a hugely popular chicken restaurant. Never been to one. I wanted to go to this one, but... I, I knew I, I I think I mean I think it's just me getting older, but I do not like going downtown Chapel Hill. The parking annoys me. It's not good. It's hard. It's difficult. Um, but the line was wrapped around the building for this. Um, and I really I really want to go check it out. So raising canes. The from what I've heard, a lot of folks, Cindy would most likely disagree with this, but. Um, a lot of folks say it's better than Chick-fil-A. So if you've been to a Raising Cane's, let me know. I would love to know what your thoughts are, especially compared to like a Chick-fil-A um, or or I guess maybe even a Bojangles because it's a it's a Cajun Cajun chicken style restaurant. Let me see. Miss Tenacious. My home's paid off for people that need refinance. They can be an issue with banks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then I definitely think HOAs should be regulated as miscellaneous. Too much power tends to corrupt most things. I 100% I 100% agree with that. I think um you know the 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 fact in North Carolina that you have the power to foreclose on someone after 90 days of past dues is just I mean that's that's a that's a significant amount of power. Um significant. So yeah, I totally agree with that. All right. The next story, and this is a story that I am probably the most excited to share with y'all since I started doing these lives. Um, 
So in Mebane, which is, if you're looking at a map, Mebane's on the northwest side of the Triangle. It's, it's, it's really essentially the outskirt of the Triangle. It's right there on the line. Um, anything further than Mebane, I tend to not consider to be part of the Triangle. Um, it is, <clears throat> it's a small little town, but it's on a massive interstate structure. So you have Interstate 40 that cuts through there, and you also have Interstate 85 that are essentially merged together before they veer off when they get to Durham. Um, 85, excuse me, 85 heads up to Virginia and uh, 40 heads down to Wilmington. Um, but in Mebane, the Texas gas station Bucky's is looking to expand into the tri the, the triangle triad region. I say triad because Mebane's kind of in between Greensboro, High Point, and Winston-Salem, which is considered the triangle. Um and then obviously the the triangle, which is Raleigh Durham, Chapel Hill. Let's see. Tony said. Tony said, "How long have you been doing real estate for? And do lots of people reach out to you because of the channel?" Yeah. So, uh, Cindy, I've been doing real estate since twenty. I think it's 20, 2017, 2018. I think yeah, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, essentially. Um, and we do, we get, um, we get a pretty significant number of people who reach out to us on, um, on a monthly basis from, from this channel. So, um, yeah, YouTube, YouTube folks reaching out is honestly some, some of our favorite folks to, uh, to, 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 to work with. So, um, yeah, but great, great question. Let me see. Crystal said 84% is much bigger than I thought. Agree with Miss Nations. How old are houses that aren't primarily in HOAs? 2010s, 2000s. That's a that's a really great great question. I don't have the exact date on that. That would be interesting for me to pull though, um, and I'll I'll actually do that because um, that would be that would be something something fascinating. You know where I where I tend to see it is homes built 80s 80s and earlier. Um, that's that's just kind of what I. That's with no data backing that up. That's just what I tend to to see. Homes built eighties, seventies, sixties prior are typically homes that we don't see in an HOA community. But that's a fantastic that's a fantastic question. Um, so <clears throat> Bucky's is coming potentially potentially coming to Mebane. I don't know for sure. They submitted plans today. Um, or maybe not today, but there was an article released today about plans they had submitted to uh, to Mebin. This would be Mebin on the Alamance side. Um, Mebin's essentially skirts Orange County and Alamance County, which is the county to the west of of Orange County. Um, but I would love, love, love for a Bucky's. I don't know if you, I don't know if y'all have ever been to a Bucky's. Let me know if you have. I went to one. It was in Florence, South Carolina. Um, that's the that's the closest one nearby. Florence is uh, this small town in South Carolina, right off of Interstate 95, and um, went to the Bucky's there. Um, they have uh, they have brisket in there, and honestly, it was terrible. But <laughs> I think it was terrible. But most people really enjoy. Uh, the brisket, it, at least, at least that's what they say. I, I didn't think it was, it was, it was much to talk about, but the experience in general was really, really cool. So if you don't know about Bucky's and Miss, Miss uh, Tenacious just said, I'm not familiar with it. So Bucky's is a massive gas station. 
that um, has a hundred and some pumps. Um, they they serve brisket, they serve barbecue, they make um, uh, pecan pralines, uh, bris or uh, um, uh, beef jerky. They have like a little like a little. I mean, they, I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just massive. It's absolutely massive. So the one that is proposed in Mebbin right now would be currently on a site that's about 32 acres. And, um, the building would be 75,000 square feet, um, 75,000 square feet for a gas station. And I actually, for my own curiosity, I looked up what is the biggest Bucky's in the country? And the biggest one right now is in Tennessee. Um, it's just, I, I think it's just outside of the great Smoky mountain region, but it is currently 74,000 square feet. So this one would be, and now I'm, I'm assuming that's accurate. That's what I pulled up on Google. So I'm assuming that's, that's, um, that's correct. But this one would be a thousand square feet bigger than currently the biggest Bucky's in the nation. It's going to have, um, if, if, if this happens again, this is a big, if Mebbin has to, um, obviously approve it. And then, you know, all the permitting process. And I mean, th th this would be a long process. Um, if anyone from Mebbin is listening, please do this. Cause I love it. I think it's great. Um, uh, but it'd be 75,000 square feet, uh, 600 parking spots, um, 120 gas pumps, and it would be just off of where Interstate 40 and Interstate 85 are essentially merged together. So I love this. I've been again. Yeah, I just I I, I just it's such an experience like you cannot. I, for those of you who've never seen it, like, you know, Miss Tenacious, just go go on YouTube and type in Bucky's um, and it'll pull up. I mean, it's just it's it's it's. <laughs> It's almost unreal how big these places are. So I would love for one to come to the triangle. That would be, um, it would just be, it would just be such a neat experience. But yeah, I mean, they, they're massive. Crystal said, my Austin colleagues are obsessed with Bucky's. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, if you talk to anyone from Texas, cause this is where this started. Um, I mean, they're, yeah, Texans love their Bucky's, but, and and they have a uh, they have a mascot. It's it's a little beaver, um, and it's just I mean it's just it's just an experience. Uh, but yeah, so Bucky's and Mebbin, maybe hopefully. All right, Tony, let me check out your question. How do you feel about new business in the Triangle? My business partner lives down in Raleigh, and we're deciding which to open up a storefront. I want to move down there either way. Thought I would ask. Um, I think, you know, so North Carolina in general is one of the most friendly um, business states in, in the country. And I think, I think our area really reflects that. Um, so <clears throat> in general, this area's growth is not just folks moving into the area, for quality of life, which, which does happen, but also folks moving here because of economic expansion in the area. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, I don't, I don't know what the business is, but I mean, I, I think in general, yeah, I would, I would feel very comfortable if you're, if you're searching different areas based on the business climate. Um, I think, I think North Carolina, specifically our areas are really, it's a really good, really good area. So strong economy, strong wages, um, just 
growing. So yeah, I think I think I think you would be I think you'd be in good shape in our area for sure. So hopefully that helped. Yeah, I love the little uh, the little beaver graphic in the in the chat by Miss Tenacious. Yeah. So anyway, would love would love for Bucky's to to come. So I wanted to show this as well. Um, this is a cool new. Um, I want to highlight this park because this is this is pretty cool. So this just opened in Apex called uh, Pleasant Park. Uh, it's a 92 acre facility. It's going to have six multi-purpose fields, tennis, pickleball, basketball courts, um, play areas. I I love this. This is something that I'll try to zoom in on this play area. This I think this slide is like 30, 30 feet. Oh, I don't think I'm going to be able to zoom in. Uh, that's a bummer. It's not letting me. Anyway, look it up on your own. This is uh, Pleasant Park right here. This slide right here is absolutely unbelievable. I want to take my kids so I can go down the slide myself. I mean, honestly, our, our kids are too small to go down that slide. They think they'd be scared of it. But this is when folks are looking at, you know, the triangle and, you know, some folks sometimes ask, why is Apex so popular? Why is Carry so popular? this this right here is why they're so popular so they just do a fantastic job with spaces like this that create community and allow you know places for your kids to um to play and to to explore like i mean this you know th this kind of stuff is is literally what makes those areas great um so i saw that this park was opening i forget when it opened um I think it was, I think it was last week, maybe, but anyway, yeah, this, this is, this is what makes those areas so high in demand and just really, really, really wonderful places to, to, to raise a family. So if you live in the area, definitely check this out. We want to take our kids here as soon as we can. Um, I think, I mean, it looks, it just looks amazing. So, all right, the next article let me see tony said uh super he said super helpful maybe in contact in a few months aiming to move in august of 2024 thanks for the great info thanks tony yeah i we feel free to reach out we'd love to uh we'd love to chat with you so i appreciate that um miss tenacious said you and cindy recommend a particular moving company for cross country um i don't think that they are the cheapest but we've had quite a few folks use um use the the i think they're called pods um their system you know they load it up in the in the pod structures and then they um keep them in essentially in the warehouse for a while um we've had that um and then there's a competitor of them i forget what they're called but but those are probably the two most common that that that, that we've had folks use who move here um i don't think they're the cheapest by any means, but I think, I think they have a really good reputation for what they, for what they provide. So. All right. The next one is WRAL, uh, which is like a local uh, news source here, released their snow outlook. So um, I would love to know if you love snow or not. I love snow once that's it after that i don't want it again um but it looks like this year 
Um, apparently, we're in a uh, potentially in or currently in an El Nino pattern. And apparently, with that also comes a strong chance of um, snow in the area. So it looks like um, they labeled out some years here since uh, 1957. The triangle has only had six winters with strong El Nino. Five of those featured snow totals of seven inches or, or higher. So uh, the most recent one was in 2010. Looks like uh, we had 7.2 inches of snow that year. So, um, yeah, so it looks like projections are we would be entering some kind of uh, similar similar pattern this year so if you are a snow lover and you live here uh you were probably disappointed last year because we, we got no snow last year at least i don't remember getting any snow we had a really cold week right after thanksgiving uh but there was no there was no snow that that that, that, that happened at all so um actually i like one good snow and then and then i'm done um Miss Nation said, I love snow group in the midwest yeah it's 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 nice once and then and then i'm and then i'm done so I wanted to wrap up just with a little bit of mortgage rate news. So uh, mortgage rates are just hovering right at um, seven, seven and a half, which is honestly really good compared to where they were. I know, I know seven and a half saying that that's really good feels, um, <laughs> it feels pretty disingenuous, but I mean, compared to where they were a couple weeks ago at eight, um, being at seven and a half is a much, much, much better, much better place. So um, hopefully, hopefully we are done with eight um, and we can hover here or come down a little bit um, as we as we head into the new year. So uh, Crystal said, same one snowfall per year is perfect. I uh, used to live in New York, now in Charlotte. Looking forward to Raleigh once our house sells in Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. The I grew up um, in the Charlotte region, a small town called Albemarle, right outside of right outside of Charlotte. So um, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Once once a year is perfect. Anything else is don't want it. So, but yeah, I think some some positive news in general with um, <clears throat> um, with seven seven point five percent interest rate i think you know with with where things were a couple weeks ago the drop from eight into the mid to low sevens was incredibly fast um i know we did you know i, I did a live a couple weeks ago just on the market and we were at eight percent and i feel like within just a matter of days we were back below 7.5 which was just incredible um that just shows you just how volatile things are in the market right now um in essentially everywhere so um but yeah a little bit of good news there i think you know seven and a half much better than eight much 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 better sarah oh sarah lives in mebbin prospect of having a bucky's is both exciting but also scary i'm worried about the traffic impact around the area currently Charlingwood wood is just a two-lane road yeah they are they'll 100 have to have to do something about um about the roads there i know in, in florence i mean it was it was in it was insanity trying to get into there they had a um they had their own traffic 
circle set up essentially to get into into the bucky so definitely understand the um the uh the 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 concern of um of traffic so i mean when you think about it I, you know 75,000 square feet, 600 parking spaces, 120 pumps. I mean, the, the, yeah, that's, that's going to put stress on, on that particular, that particular area. You know, they actually, in the article, um, I don't think, uh, did I share it? Yeah, here it is. Um, yeah, my Fox eight. So you can, you can go read the article on your own, but they actually, they actually interviewed the, um, the family um, that lives right across the street from this, this location. It was really fascinating reading their point of view of this. And it was kind of, it was essentially your point of view, Sarah, where there, there, there was some excitement there from them. And there was also, what is this going to do um, to essentially the front of my house as I, you know, step out my front door and look at this. Um, and so I totally, I totally understand that. Snatch says, does Bucky's also have charging stations? It's a good question. I did I didn't notice any when I was in Florence. I'm sure they do. I don't know why they wouldn't. It's such a large parking area. Um, but that's a good, that's a good question. Um, yeah, Sarah, thanks for chiming in, by the way. That's um it's a really good point of view from someone who actually lives in Mebbin, um, given given their their thoughts on that. So all right, y'all. That is all I have scheduled for tonight thanks so much for y'all's um participation tonight this was this was really 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 good um i loved all this so um i hope that y'all have a good rest of your week and a good weekend and i will see y'all back here next week at 7 p.m bye y'all <laughs>